thank you so much, Abwe, uh, uh, for that wonderful uh, introduction. And uh, uh, praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank the Lord for the new week that he's given us and for this season. And thank you, Charity, for opening uh, up. I bring greetings from my family, my wife, Amabel, and uh, children. Also bring greetings from the missions team. Uh, a few are represented here. Uh, let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this wonderful platform that you've given us to be able to share. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the new week. Thank you that, Lord, you've called us at this time to be a blessing to nations. And Lord, I pray that as you touch our own lives, as you lift us, as you bless us, will be a blessing to others in the name of Jesus. One thank you for this special month, the month of September, the number nine, which is a representation of fullness in the sense of a pregnancy, the visions and the things that were conceptualized in January. It is time to mature in the name of Jesus. And so I speak to every person listening to me this morning, Lord, you will continue to do a work a quickening work, oh God, in the name of Jesus. So the things they've dreamed about, the things they've desired, the things they need, Lord, will mature this month in the name of Jesus. Lord, they will begin to get into labor and begin to get hold of the things they desire, to begin to get hold of the things they need in the name of Jesus. Let the atmosphere change, let things change, let things turn around in the name of Jesus. The discomfort they've had for the nine months, let things change in the name of Jesus. I pray for each and every person logged on that Lord, you will visit them, visit their homes, visit their lives in the name of Jesus and begin to do a work of changing situations. We give you praise, Lord, even this morning as we share your word. We invite your presence. We invite you to be with us. We pray that you will guide my heart, especially as I look at your word. Lord, you will give me that instruction that is needed for somebody to be encouraged, for somebody to be lifted in the name of Jesus. Lord, cover us with the blood of Jesus. Cover the airways with the blood of Jesus. And I pray that all of us shall be blessed as we start our new week, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, so we'll be sharing this morning from Psalms 112, uh, and our theme is specifically verse 6 that says, The righteous will never be shaken. The righteous will never be shaken. But I think to, just like my brother read the whole psalm, uh, I think it's very important that we read the entire psalm and then I can go on and, and do verse uh, verse 6. And uh, the entire psalm, uh, Psalm 112 from verse 1, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth, uh, the generations of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in the everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. 
he will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Uh, he has dispersed abroad and he has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Praise the Lord. So that's our psalm. And I want to thank God very much that even when we be looking at the righteous, we never be shaken. You will never be shaken. I don't know if you're next somebody, you can tell them you will never be shaken because the Bible is promising that the righteous will never be shaken. But before we concentrate on that, looking at uh, what the psalm, what is in the mind of the psalmist, the psalmist kind of gives a background to, in the area, in the, in the first verses, a background to why the righteous will never be shaken. Because he, he begins to talk about a man who fears the Lord is blessed, you know? And, and we know that those who fear the Lord will love him. Those who fear the Lord will, the fear, that fear of the Lord will deter them from evil. And that love will lead them to obedience. And because of that, we see that there are things that will begin to happen to the, 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 the man who fears the Lord. He is blessed. By fearing the Lord, you will be a blessed person. And if your household is blessed, he begins to talk about certain things that will happen. And some of the things he's talking about, for example, verse uh, 2 to 3, his descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. It means he's beginning to look at, you know, uh, uh, the wealth and the riches that will be in his house. Uh, 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 they will endure forever. The righteous man definitely desires to leave behind a flourishing prosperity, in a flourishing uh, 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 something that will not be taken away. We know that the wicked will always want to heap up physical things like gold and silver and the things that we know, which the Bible says they will pass away with time. But the righteous is 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 interested in living a legacy, in living something that lives on for generations. And uh, because of that, we are saying that his children, his grandchildren will be blessed because of putting their trust in the Lord. That when you begin to focus on the Lord, the blessing is not only for that moment or that season, it's not just for you to see, but it's going to be for the entire generation. It's going to be for the people after you. your children will be blessed. And, and so in your household, the things that are going to happen as you follow the Lord, as you begin to serve the Lord, you know, th there will be things that will happen. And so may God continue to help us as we look at this, uh, at this, is, as this uh, text today, the righteous will never be shaken, to know that the house of the righteous there will be things that will happen that will cause you not to be shaken, not to be uh, uh, moved. Why? Because you have put your trust in the Lord, and and by doing that, there is a blessing upon upon you upon your life. And an honest man is a, a rising man, a rich man is a happier man. Uh, we see how he is talking about the man that is righteous, the man that has wealth will be a, a generous man, will be giving, praise the Lord. Verse 4 says, unto the upright, there arises light in darkness, and he is gracious 
and full of compassion, praise the Lord. So it means the psalmist recognizes that darkness often fills the world, but up the upright uh, the, or the person who fears the Lord will be blessed with light. When others are in darkness, he will be blessed in light. God himself, as we know, is the light uh, which rises in darkness. For those who are sincere with their dealings with him, he is, they are going to see the light. So the relationship of God to the person who is godly is a relationship we can compare with the sun and the moon. We know that the moon does not give its own light, but it picks the light of the sun. And so it is able to reflect this, the, 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 the light it has picked from the sun. And so do a righteous person. If a person who is righteous, he is going to be able to pick um, uh, the, the, the light that is going to shine uh, from the Lord. And so as you put your trust and hope in the Lord, it means that you will be able to walk in the light of the Lord. You will be able to uh, move in the light and not so you not stumble because we know in this earth we face uh, very many uh, types of darkness, especially darkness of error. People will always make mistakes and they'll be making errors and errors in their lives, the choices they make. We see people who are not born again making a lot of mistakes in, in choosing partners, a lot of mistakes at their workplaces, in the things they want to invest in. They make mistakes and lose money because they're walking in darkness. This light that is supposed to illuminate their path is not there. And so we also see people, uh, 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 of course, the world is also full of of darkness of sorrow and darkness of death. <clears throat> and, and, and so the Lord helps us to come out of grief, come out of these experiences if our trust is in him. But we know so many who have been buried by the circumstances and the things they face. Uh, and so if you do not have God, if you do not have this light, sometimes you do not survive the challenges of this world, you do not survive. And so the psalmist is giving this kind of background to be able to show that it's not just that you won't be shaken, but your foundation in God is, is already giving you uh, a leverage, is already giving you this light that helps you to maneuver through darkness, to be able to manage the situations and the circumstances that will come your way. And so that's why in verse 6 it says, the righteous will never be shaken. Praise the Lord. He will, for, for the righteous will never be shaken. He will be remembered forever. We know that in this world, all the time we are faced with bad news, bad news on TV, bad news in our neighborhoods, bad news at work. We, we all the time interface with bad news. Currently we have bad news of the death of the queen in England. So bad news is everywhere. Whether you are a good person or a bad person, you will always see bad news all around us. So people who are dying, famine in Karamoja, floods and, and the wars you know, in Ukraine, the, the many things that are all over us. But the word of the Lord is saying in verse, especially the, 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 the verses after six, that they will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. I'm praying that the Lord will help you Hard to be steadfast amidst whatever kind of bad news that you will not be shaken, that the Lord will help you. Just like I was praying that this month is a special month, is a month of September. It's a month we know that if a pregnant woman 
uh, is uh, uh, takes uh, seven, uh, eight, uh, nine months to deliver whatever God planted in your life. I'm praying that the devil will not take it away, but it will mature in the name of Jesus. It will, the bad news will not shake you, but will make you stronger in the name of just to be able to get hold of those things that you've been dreaming about, been dreaming about maybe you're pregnant, dreaming about maybe you're giving birth, dreaming about children. I pray that the things that are in that sense will come to pass in your life in the name of Jesus. And so may God help us. Don't allow yourself to be shaken. Don't allow your sh the devil to get you out of what God is doing. Praise the Lord. There are two kinds of people in this world. The people who are going to be shaken, the people who will not be shaken. Those who put their trust in the Lord, we know that they are putting their trust and confidence on a solid rock, not on the sand. We know the parable very well. Of those who build on the sand, what happens when storms come? But those who build on the rock, we know that they cannot be shaken. And so this foundation that is in God, the foundation of putting your trust in the Lord, will doesn't matter what comes, you will be able to manage. And so we have two masters. We have God, the creator, but we also have the God of this world. If the God of this world is your master, definitely you expect that you'll be shaken. You're not yet shaken, but time is going to come when you're shaken. The people of this world, the people who put trust in the things of this world will definitely be shaken. But if your master is Jehovah, if your God of heaven is your master, then you, can, you have the capacity to manage the things that come. You have that foundation that will help you to manage the things that will come. And therefore, money will not, uh, uh, will not master you, but you will be a master of money. You will be a master of the situations that are happening. Even right now, in the economic crisis that we are in, you become a master of the situation. The situation does not master you. Why? Because the Bible is promising that the righteous will not be shaken. And so even if the fuel prices continue to rise, there is a way God will sustain you. There will be testimonies that people can give, how God is able to sustain you, how God is able to provide. You do not know how things are working, but you will not be shaken even by the things that come. And I know I can get into testimonies of, of my own testimonies of, of how God is able to sustain us, sustain us through the difficult situations that we face. As, as we grow up, as we go through different circumstances, people who lose, who lose their relatives, lose their loved ones, lose support, but God is still able to come in and help you and you're not shaken because he becomes the father of the fatherless, the husband to the widows. He comes and fills that gap. If your foundation is in God, then there's nothing that is able to shake you because you're putting your trust in him. And I would just want us to look at the story of, of Daniel and how he put his trust in the Lord, because it will help us to understand that if you put your trust in the Lord, then things will change and, and, and God will be by your side. But before I do that, there's a popular story that that I know we've we've heard of of this of this pastor who was in Alaska, and as he was going, uh, he, he says if there is there is, there is somebody who wanted to give him a lift uh, or in a private aircraft, and as he 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 wondered if he should take it because he already had the ticket. 
you know, he finally said, oh, that's fine. Maybe I'll, I'll just go with you. And, and, and he mentions and says they took off. And when the plane was up in the clouds, the, 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 the pilot said, I am always afraid when we get into clouds. And he passed out. And 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 this man, the the one who was given a lift, didn't know how to uh, operate a plane. And he mentions and says, of course, that was a crisis. And uh, and I know that we may be faced with things like that. But he ends this story by saying he called out for help, and and somebody that he was not able to see, continued to speak to him until he was able to land the plane. And, and so that's the, the trust that I want to talk about, the trust in the one that we do not see, but who is able to give direction, who is able to help us through crisis. Because when we do not have that kind of voice at the back of our lives, when we do not have that voice that can help us to navigate through the world, we are bound to make mistakes, we are bound to crash, we are bound to have many problems that can happen. But when we have that voice of God behind us, instructing us and helping us to know what to do and what not to do, then it becomes a different thing altogether. We are able to go through this world when we are not shaken. And so let us go to, to Daniel chapter 6 and look at how this story of Daniel that we all know helps a Christian not to be shaken amidst uh, situations that are tough, circumstances that are rough. Let us know how Daniel was able to handle in Daniel 6 verse 5. The Bible says, finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of God. So Daniel was aware of the king's commandment. It was bad news. The king had declared that anyone who does not worship him will be thrown into the den of lands. And, 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 and they they. Of course, Daniel knew what to do and didn't want to bow down. And because of that, he knew what was up against him. He knew that the king was a serious man. He knew what was going to happen if he did not bow down. But we know that Daniel remained steadfast. So amid such bad news, he remained focused, trusting God. And I know that when we are faced with such bad news, it is true that we can be shaken. It is true that it can affect our bodies, our minds, our future, can affect our people. Bad news affected Jesus when he was here on earth. We remember when he received the news of Lazarus, the Bible says Jesus wept. And so bad news affects us whether we are old or no, we are, we are young. It affects us in one way or another. And, and it is important to know that your future is in God's hands when you're faced with that kind of uh, challenge. Bad news come in our lives to shake us and to break us apart. But the word of God says we will not be shaken. And so we need to hang on to such kind of assurance when these things come. And with such bad news in Daniel's face, he continued to do what was right to do. Praise the Lord. Did not allow himself to be shaken because bad news had come. Even when he knew that the, the ultimate uh, for his decision, the ultimate outcome was going to be death, was going to be him being thrown. He remained steadfast. He remained putting his trust in the Lord. And so do not let the bad news stop you from doing what is right. Because many times 
when we get things that are making us uncomfortable, we want to opt out. Most of the easy, the easier way is let me abandon all this idea. But Daniel remained steadfast. He remained focused on what he was doing. He remained focused on trusting the Lord. And in the midst of the threats that were coming from a powerful person, we're talking of the king, he remained focused on. And I know that if we do and co-opt the same, we know that in due course, we shall reap joy if we remain focused. So Daniel's heart was not fixed on people, was not fixed on the things, on the king, on the things that were happening, his heart was fixed on God. And the problem we have today is the people who fix on what people are saying. And, and we get distracted. The moment you begin to fix your eyes on what is somebody saying, what is happening, the, the environment around you, you, you are bound to be bowed down by the bad news and the things that are coming your way. But Daniel opted to continue to fix his eyes on God amidst that threat of being thrown into the den of lions. And may God help you. May God give you immune ears that doesn't matter what people are saying and speaking to you. Doesn't matter the discouragement, the things that are against you. If you can ignore them, if you can concentrate on the man Jesus, Jesus is going to be able to help you and come through any kind of difficult situation. You will not be shaken because you will be putting your confidence and trust in the Lord. Daniel 6, 16 says, So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God whom you serve continuously rescue you. Daniel's threat was real, but he was not shaken. He was thrown into the den he remained fixing his eyes to God. Maybe what he feared came to pass. We don't know if maybe Daniel at one point was, was shaken. But we, we can imagine as a human being, maybe he thought so many times the previous night. Maybe he was shaken. His faith was shaken. Maybe it was not actually easy. Maybe he felt like giving in. Because it's, 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 it's easy for me to say, do not be shaken. But sometimes when you're faced with a real challenge, in that moment, sometimes you may be shaken. Sometimes you may feel like giving up. Sometimes you may feel like maybe should, there will be these voices that will be speaking to you. Maybe they're telling you, it's better you quit. It's better you just give in the towel. But I'm praying that as Danny remained focused, as he continued to dream and, and believe that maybe there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel, may that happen to you. Praise the Lord. And I know that Maybe what he feared came to pass. Maybe he knew that God was going to come through for him. I do not know at that time what was going on in his heart. But what I know is that he remained focused. He did not waver in his words. He did not waver in what he told the king. He did not waver. Even when there were these threats, when they threw him in, he woke up and maybe what he had always feared came to pass. Maybe came to reality. I do not know. But here he was being thrown into the den of lions. Maybe he had all sorts of imaginations, but they came to pass. And so he wakes up and he is into the den of lions. So what do you do when you've trusted God and you have prayed over something, but still that bad thing happens? You know, that thing that you have been believing God not to happen happens, you know, that becomes your den of lions. 
you know, maybe Daniel believed that God would rescue him. Maybe the king would change his mind, but still he was thrown in. And I saw some of us who could be talking about, you know, the things that have not happened to some people already, maybe listening to me, you have a doctor's prescription that you have cancer, you have a doctor's prescription of a terminal illness. And so it's already like a gone situation. It's already bad news in your face. Maybe it's already death, an announcement already uh, made. And so it becomes that den of a lion. It becomes uh, uh, the things that are real, that are a, a den of lions. And I don't know what they are today in your life, but I'm praying that God will help you, even if it's already done, even if it's already a reality, that bad thing that's already a reality, I'm praying that God will continue to help you. I don't know what is threatening your life or family or job. There could be things that are already a threat to you that were a threat to Daniel as well. I like what the king said. Oh, you know the Bible. We know that confession is possession. He says, may your God whom you serve continually deliver you. I thank God for that kind of pronouncement. That may be uh, my prayer for you today, that God will be able to come and deliver you. Remember Daniel 6, 17, the Bible says, stone was brought and pressed over the mouth of a den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. The king ordered that the stone be put on the den of lions. So it wasn't just enough for him to be thrown into the den of lions, hungry lions. He wanted to make sure that he does not escape. He brought, you know, a stone and put it there and put a seal so that they don't even change it the following day. When he comes, he doesn't find, maybe somebody doesn't remove it. And then he puts another stone. He put his signet and his, his ring and, and to ensure that, when he comes, he finds the same stone. And, 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 that, and that's what happens. You know, the enemy wants to make sure that your situation is permanent. You know, you, you, get, you get this problem and, and the enemy wants to ensure that it is a permanent thing. It is, has to shake you. But I'm praying that God will come through, even in this kind of hopelessness, in this kind of situation where you have been thrown into the end, you know, the deep end, and, and there are so many other things that are happening to make your condition permanent that God will still come through and, 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 and be able to give you relief and be able to help you not to be shaken. A story is told of a missionary, Hudson Taylor, who founded the China Inland Mission in the 18th century. During that time, there, were, there was a rebellion called the Boxer Rebellion. They were killing all Christians and especially missionaries and at that time, he wrote, I can't think, I can't eat, I can't pray, but what I can do, I can trust. And so his missionary, the only thing he could do, being faced with death as a missionary, he says, physically, I, I, I can't think, I can't eat, I can't. He was stressed. And, and that's what I'm talking about, that I do not know what effect and what impact the bad news and, and the things of this world have done to you. But I'm just requesting that, can you trust? Will you be able to trust? And when you talk about trusting, I'm talking about being able to participate because it's very easy to just think about it as a word, but will you actually put the whole of yourself into the hands of the master and be able to uh, trust him? This is this something that helped me to understand very well how to trust. And, and the story is told of this man who was 
doing, uh, 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 he used to walk on a straight tight rope uh, over the Niagara Falls. And he used to do a lot of things um, uh, uh, as he did this, this, this game. He would just walk back and forth. And, and one time, he, the story is told that he even wheeled the wheelbarrow uh, 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 over the rope uh, from one end to another. And uh, when he came back, he asked the congregation, the people who were there, that how many are willing to, uh, he asked the question, how many believe that I can actually uh, uh, walk on this tightrope? Because they had seen him, everyone put up their hands and said, how many believe I can actually wheel the wheelbarrow over? And, and of course, everyone put up their hands because they had seen him do it. And so he asked them how many are willing to come and be wheeled over? How many can jump in the wheelbarrow and allow me to wheel them along with me uh, on this straight rope over the Niagara Falls? And no one was willing except the mother. And, and that's what I'm talking about, that when it comes to trusting the Lord, it's not just what we hear or what we, we, we know. It is about putting ourselves in totally and trust God. They know that he's able to deliver us. Praise the Lord. Today, many people say, I'm not able to read the Bible. I'm not able to pray. But I'm praying even in that kind of situation where you are discouraged and maybe the Bible is an old story and, and prayer, you've taken a, a long time, you don't feel like praying. Will you trust him? Will you put your trust in the Lord? Even in that kind of discouragement, the king thought he was making Daniel's situation permanent. He forgot that Daniel's God was a God who rules away stones, was a God who opens doors, was a God who makes a way where there is no way. And so even if he did whatever he did, God was not limited by what the king was doing. The king came the following day, the Bible tells us, the following morning to check. He came, he was personally interested to see if the God of Daniel had delivered him. He came to check if Daniel's faith was shaken. And so he came, and we know that even when we are faced with different situations, and as we speak, as I speak to you, I know that we're faced with different circumstances. To some people, it is threats at work, you know, all sorts of things. And an enemy keeps training behind you. The person who has suspended you is busy checking your WhatsApp status, you know, following to see if you're actually crushed. And so these things happen. So the king himself came. The Bible says in Daniel 6, 19 to 20, at the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continuously, being able to rescue you from the lion. Praise the Lord. I'm praying that your miracle will come at the first light of dawn. In the morning, when your enemy is so excited to come and check if you have been actually swallowed, if you have been eaten up, if you have been consumed, I'm praying that at that very moment, that first light of dawn, may your miracle come. May, 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 may things happen because the Bible says that weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. May your joy come in the name of Jesus amidst the situations that may want to shake you. The king came to the den where Daniel was. 
he came to that very place, the den which I'm thinking is the place where your miracle is going to take place, a, a place where you may be shaken, a place where you may receive threats, but a place where you also experience victory, a, a place of your arising, like the Bible says in Psalm 60, a place where things will turn around. That is the place where your enemy will come, but that is the place where also things will change in the name of Jesus. So the, the, the king's pronouncement over, over Daniel, we are adding further protection. Is your God going to save you? You know, the times when you, you are believing and trusting God and maybe you've been fasting and, 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 and things have not yet worked and the things that the people can say, sometimes they may weaken you further, but I'm praying that they will be an encouragement. And so he came wanting to mock uh, Daniel and asking, has your God delivered you? You know, you know that those kind of statements has, has things, are things working? You know, somebody knows that maybe you're not yet married, but somebody's asking and throwing something that may actually further shake your faith. But I'm praying that just like the king did to Daniel, Whatever he was saying was adding protection, was adding favor, was adding to, to, to blessings to Daniel. And that's what I pray for you, that even amid this that, God will continue to come for you. Praise the Lord. So Daniel 6, 21 to 22, Daniel answered, may the king live forever. I like what, what, how Daniel's attitude, because if it was for some people that I know, the answer would have been different. To be able to answer to somebody who is your tormentor that may the king live forever. I know somebody would have mentioned on Jagaza Chigwe, you know, or many other things that we can easily speak when we are angry. But for Daniel, it was a different story. He knew the secret. He knew what he needed to do. He knew, he knew that he needs to respect the elder or the leader. And so he says, may the king live forever. And then he goes on to say, uh, uh, he, he goes on to mention or give the testimony, which I think was powerful because that many times when in that kind of situation, we want to just portray our sorrow and begin to tell people what we are going through and what has not worked. And as if people are going to help, you know, but Daniel didn't go into lamentations. He didn't get into speaking his mind and what was, if he was angry or not, he didn't want to expose himself to the enemy to know what he was thinking about. Many times we are too quick to be able to give the enemy, you know, to tell him what is happening to ourselves. But may God help us to be able to, cons to, to console what is going on and be able to just share the testimony of what the Lord has said. And so he says, may, the, may, may my God sent his angel, uh, in verse 22, and the angel shut the mouth of the lion. So he, he as when the king asked him, he now gives a, a testimony of what happened. And that is the attitude they want us to have, that even when the enemy expects us to speak that we are shaken, the enemy expects us to be able to give a bad report, even when things have not changed or have not turned for the better, can we concentrate on what the Lord has done? And so he says, may the, uh, the, my God who sent his angel and the angel shut the mouth of lambs, uh, they they have not hurt me because I was found innocent. Praise the Lord. And so he's giving again. Uh, I've not I've not found my uh, because I was found innocent in his sight. 
and nor have I ever done anything wrong before your majesty. So praise the Lord. So he he is mentioning about the foundation that we talked about at the beginning of the of of the of this uh, uh, psalm that a, a blessed man, the one who puts his trust in the Lord and, and what you are doing, it gives you that foundation not to be shaken. The foundation that he had, he was found innocent. He was found, he, 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 he couldn't be shaken because the Lord had put a foundation for him to be preserved. And so may God send his angel in the name of Jesus in the same way to your office. I'm praying that the God will send his angel to your home, to your church, to your relatives, to be able to shut every mouth in the name of Jesus, the mouth of your enemies. May God arise. And just like he sent his angels to Daniel in the den of lion, in that kind of situation, and the mouth of lions were shut down, may the angel shut every voice that has been speaking to you, that has been discouraging you. May the angel shut <clears throat> every voice that has been speaking to you, has been discouraging you in the name of Jesus. And as I conclude from the, <clears throat> the very last verse that we read, yeah, I want us to I want it to be an action point <clears throat> for us to pray together. <clears throat> it says <clears throat> their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph of their foes. They have freely scattered their, their gifts, the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. The wicked will see and be vexed. They will gnash their teeth. They will waste away. The longings of the wicked will come to nothing. So as we pray, <clears throat> just want to pray. I want you to start to pray that the hearts, your heart will be secure. I want it to be an action point. Pray that Lord, amidst every kind of discouragement, amidst any kind of thing that may come to me, my bad news, pray that I will not be shaken. Pray that this week you will not be shaken but rather your heart will be secure in the Lord. You have no fear. The things that tend to uh, uh, threaten your life, let's cast out fear in the name of Jesus, out of your life, out of your business. Fear, you're not my portion in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that you'll be able to pray and, and cast out fear, refuse fear to, to grip your life because it can, can change the way you look at God, the way you, you think. If you concentrate on fear, if you concentrate on the things around you, they may change your heart and you may end up being shaken. If you don't want to be shaken, if you want to put your trust in the Lord, we've got to cast out fear. We've got to put fear out in the name of Jesus. So may your heart be secure and may you cast out every fear in the name of Jesus. And in the end, you look in triumph over your foes. I'm praying that you will get that victory you need in the name of Jesus. Victory over your enemies. Victory over your foes. You'll be able to triumph. I speak a triumphant anointing in the name of Jesus upon each and every one. Today, even as you walk into that office, the things that have not worked before will begin to work in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking that triumph. Uh, grace upon your life in the name of Jesus. Amid this, the things that have not worked, amid this, the threats, I'm praying for triumph in the name of Jesus. They will have free gifts to, to scatter, free gifts to give to the poor. I'm praying that you will take a step of faith to bless somebody this week in the name of Jesus because your foundation, the foundation of the righteous is that you'll be able to even be a blessing to others. May you take a step of faith 
and be a blessing this week and be a blessing to somebody to tell the devil that you're not shaken by this current situation. Don't allow the words that we hear that the situation these days is bad, the economic crisis. And, and so you get tied into some of those worldly uh, 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 pronouncements. It may be out there, but God will sustain you. Because God will sustain you, you've got to demonstrate that you're a blessed person, that you're a blessed man. And so please take time this week and be a blessing to somebody who does not have. And 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 it also says the righteousness endures forever. Let your righteousness live forever in the name of Jesus. Your righteousness is not going to be for a moment. It's going to be forever. It's going to be for you and your children and your children's children in the name of Jesus. May your home be lifted up in honor. I'm speaking honor. You've never been honored. Maybe I'm praying that instead of shame, instead of being shaken, I'm praying that you'll be honored in the name of Jesus. Let your name be mentioned this week. Let your name be called out this week. Let your name be celebrated this week in the name of Jesus. I pray for honor to come upon you in the name of Jesus because you're putting your trust in the Lord, because you refuse to be shaken. You refuse to be shaken because being shaken is not your portion from today's sharing in the name of Jesus, but I'm also praying that you're wicked, the people who are against you, the things, the evil one who is against you will be vexed. They will not see what they wish for you in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that you will begin to pray and say, whatever the enemy wishes for me will not come to pass in the name of Jesus. Tell your enemy, my enemy, what are you waiting for? Can you gnash your teeth in the name of Jesus and waste away? Begin to waste away. Let everything that is against you waste away in the name of Jesus. Let them waste away. The Bible says the longings of the wicked will not will come to nothing. Let what they long for you, what they wish for you, come to nothing in the name of Jesus. Let whatever they desire against your life come to nothing in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. May God bless you as we start this week. May you succeed. May you arise. And I pray that none of you will be shaken in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Bless you. Amen. Bless you. Bless you, doctor. Bless you very, very much. Amen. God bless you, doctor. For Amen. starting us on this uh, high year of encouragement. Thank you very, Amen. very much. Uh, let's receive uh, this word. And... Uh, to me, I'm blessed, and I believe we are all blessed. And we will, he has prayed, he has said it all, but we will pray a bit, and then we'll conclude our day together. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you because you're good. You're good that you can start us on Monday, this new week, new day of the week with these encouraging words of not uh, a fearing bad news. Thank you for your servant, Brian. Thank you for using him. I pray, we pray that you refresh him, you refresh him, because he has refreshed us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for him uh, being digging in the scriptures all the time to be able to share with your people and encouraging them. Thank you for what he does, for his work, his profession, as a doctor and as a missioner. This is wonderful. 
that as he continues to minister to people, even at his place, at his workplace, continue to help him and bless him. Bless his family, his children, as the scripture said somewhere, that his children will be blessed. May he uh, uh, be partake of this blessing in the scripture he has just shared with us. Continue to bless him, continue to encourage him as he continues to minister in this ministry. Thank you. Bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Just a Amen. few remarks. Hallelujah. Amen. Be blessed, everyone. The topic is the righteous will never be shaken. Mm. And now the question is put to me. I will also put it to you. Are you righteous? It is only for the righteous who will never be shaken. Now let's check ourselves. How are we doing? How are we doing? And he said, his first remark, he said that if our foundation is in the Lord, then we cannot be shaken. So that's the place where we need to be. We need to be, our foundation must be anchored in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Few remarks, such do not fear bad news. You know, bad news is bad news, as he said. There are a lot of bad news when we are lacking, when things are not working out well, when children are not yet back to school, when we have not fulfilled our obligations as men, as women. All that is bad news. But the, the encouragement is that we are supposed to be confident and fearless. Such people will not overcome by evil. Praise the Lord. And here are two, I will call them two Fs. Is fear of the Lord, but there is also fear of circumstances, fear of bad news. But the fear now we are talking about that will be an encouragement for us is that fear of the Lord, reverence for the Lord. There's some I, I read, the psalm before the psalm uh, doctor shared in through. It also have uh, 10 verses, but also the last verse is telling us to fear the Lord because it is the foundation of, the, of true wisdom. And the charge is all who obey his commandments will go in wisdom. I pray that we will obey, we will obey his commandments so that our we will be able to grow in his wisdom. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. 